What can the Aggies offense do to score some points against this Alabama defense? We'll break it down on this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So please go subscribe to the videos over there. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. And the game starts for A&M this weekend at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, Alabama with finding a way to score some points against this Alabama defense or against any defense at this point if you're Jimbo Fisher's team. They just have not had a way to muster any sort of consistent offensive effort in any game for four quarters. And the Aggies' defense, no matter who starts at quarterback for Alabama, will get to the defense tomorrow. But the Aggies' defense is going to have their hands full with this Alabama offense, no matter who starts at quarterback. So can this A&M offense score enough to keep up? I think it depends on a few things. A, it depends on who's playing quarterback. Because one thing Alabama is going to do is they're going to create pressure on the quarterback. They're too talented up front, and their defensive coaching staff is too good at designing and creating pressure with scheme and design to... for. A&M to be able to plan on the idea that they're going to be able to protect cleanly when that's something that they've struggled mightily to do throughout the course of the previous five games against lesser opponents. And you also have significant inconsistencies in your wide receiver core at this point um, with Anaya Smith out with a season-ending injury. We had a very good game from Moose Muhammad last week with over 100 yards receiving, some really nice plays over the middle. Evan Stewart and Chris Marshall, you know, missed a game due to suspension, have been up and down in the games that they have played. You're going to have to get a lot of consistency. Several of your offensive players, specifically your pass catchers, are going to have to have their best games of the season this week in order to be able to score points. So how does it look schematically? What is Alabama going to try to do to slow down and stop this A&M offense? And how can A&M answer it? And that sort of depends on who's playing quarterback. Because we've seen Max Johnson show some mobility in his games that he started. But it would be silly to pretend that he is the same athlete or the same runner 
as Haynes King, who might be the second fastest guy on the AM roster behind running back Devon A. So one of the things that Arkansas in their game against Alabama was able to have some success with is the read running game with the quarterback and the running back, both available as um, legitimate rushing threats on several of the run plays, on a lot of the run plays. And when you do that and you combine that with action that crosses the field, you create misdirection and one wrong step by a defender for Alabama creates a lane, either for A-chain or for the quarterback. And I think for the purposes of this conversation, because we just saw Max get hurt, I'm going to work under the assumption that Haynes King is going to be the starter when I'm when I'm thinking through this analysis. And if you have Haynes in the backfield and you have his speed and you combine that with Devon A-chain speed and you can create situations where you create hesitation at the second level with the linebackers for Alabama, I think you can create some running lanes and you can create some big plays on the ground. And that's going to be extremely important because this team from a coverage and a pass rush standpoint is extremely talented and extremely well coached. And so if you're going to, to score on Alabama, you can't do it from third and seven and you can't do it from second and 11. You have to do it from second and three or from third and one. So you have to be able to run the football, but they're extremely talented up front. So it's not just line it up, hand the ball off, and run it downhill. You have to create misdirection, and you have to, especially if Haynes King is the quarterback, you have to make use of the legs and the running ability of Haynes King from the quarterback position. If you can do that, we saw... If you watched the Arkansas-Alabama game last week or went back and re-watched it this week, as I did, you saw Arkansas create opportunities in the running game inside and outside against Alabama. You saw the, the Razorbacks create lanes and create some decent runs. And with the speed that A-Chain and Haynes possess, if you can get those guys through the second level clean, through misdirection, blocking angles, bat missteps from the linebackers due to the read action. If you can put those linebackers in bad positions, you can create some big plays on the ground, which is going to be huge because we know that Alabama is going to play tight in coverage. And we know that at this point, we have no other evidence then to believe that Haynes King is going to put the ball in position for Alabama to to make plays and create interceptions in the passing game. We're going to get to the passing game and how A&M can find a way to muster some yardage and some points through the air. So stay tuned for that. But first, I'm extremely excited to tell you guys about the thrilling moment in college football. 
Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from AM's weekend game or throughout the history of our alma mater. This week's thrilling moment from the Aggies is undoubtedly November the 10th, 2012, Johnny Football, Kevin Sumlin, Ryan Swope, Mike Evans, and the crew roll into Bryant-Denny Stadium and surprise the nation in the game that made Johnny Football, the game that made Johnny Manziel a national household name, the game that I think you could argue won him the Heisman Trophy in 2012. He throws for just over 250 yards and two touchdowns and added another 92 yards on the ground, and AM wins and shocks the number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide in Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa in AM's first year in the SEC. That is your thrilling moment. And this segment has been inspired, inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you and all the new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. For AM through the air, life is going to be difficult, as I talked about before. We know that this Alabama secondary is very well coached. We know that their schemes are very well designed. And we know that guys like Will Anderson are going to create a ton of pressure up front. So how does A&M generate momentum in the passing game? And where can they look to try to create that momentum? Where can they look on the field? Is there a matchup? Is there an area of the field? And the, the answer to that is, I think, yes. And again, we'll look back to the Arkansas game. It's the most recent game, and it's against an SEC opponent that is better running the ball than they are throwing the ball, just like AM is. But where Razorbacks quarterback KJ Jefferson and the Razorback wide receivers were able to attack this Arkansas or this Alabama defense is over the middle of the field underneath. So what winds up happening a lot of times is Alabama plays a ton of man coverage. They still play a lot of single high coverage. They play a lot of man coverage. What that means, especially if they're playing single high, is it means that their outside defenders are playing with outside leverage because they're trying to push the wide receivers in towards their help in the middle of the field. What Arkansas was able to do is you is spread the field wide, use the entire 53 yards of the field wide, use in-breaking routes from the outside receivers against that outside leverage while using outside breaking routes from the inside receivers along with some motion 
to move the middle, the defender. Sometimes Alabama will play with what Nick Saban calls a rat player or a rat in the hole is the reason why he calls it a rat player who's in the middle of the field underneath. And if you can move that guy with outbreaking routes from inside and bring in breaking routes from outside, you can create holes in the middle of the field. And Arkansas was able to do that and was able to create some pretty good opportunities for run after the catch. And we've seen Moose Muhammad, especially in the game against Mississippi State. We've seen Evan Stewart in several games. We've seen Yul Keith Brown. We've seen these guys be able to catch and run with the ball and generate yards after the catch. It's going to be extremely difficult for AM to drop back and take deep shots against this Alabama team, especially if they are in obvious passing situations. If you get into third and seven against this team, against this Crimson Tide defense, and you try to drop back and throw the ball 15 yards down the field, your quarterbacks are going to be in for a long day because you're going to get tight designer coverages in the back end, and you're going to get pass rushes that are going to give this AM offensive line that has been relatively leaky as it is a lot of problems. So what you have to do is you have to have designed, quick, easy completions to get the ball in the hands of these guys who you think should be able to create after the catch. Alabama gave up some pretty decent yards after the catch against Arkansas. And I like to believe that A&M has at least the same level of receiving weapons that Arkansas does when it comes to yards after the catch ability. So if they can get Moose Muhammad going over the middle of the field with an outbreaking route from Devon A. Chain from the middle of the field and from the tight end from Max Wright or whoever the tight end is on that play. We know they've been playing with several of them. If you can get those outbreaking routes from the back and the tight end and the in-breaking routes from the wide receivers or get Evan Stewart coming on a drag route across the middle or a slant motion him into a stack with Moose Muhammad, run Muhammad up the field to carry the interior part of the defense and run Evan Stewart underneath him on a slant or a drag route, maybe you can have some space created there to generate some separation, an easy completion for Haynes King, hopefully not under pressure, and the ability to get the ball into a wide receiver's hands with the ability to make a play and hopefully create some big yardage. As we get ready to continue to talk about how AM can generate some big plays, how they can take some deep shots against this Alabama secondary. Before we do that, I'm extremely excited to tell you guys about Bet Online. You know, Bet Online is your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all your latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores on every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to learn more. That's Bet Online, 
where the game starts. How can AM create deep shots against this Alabama defense? First of all, it has to be on early downs to take the shot. It has to be take a shot on first and 10. We saw AM take a deep shot on first and 10 following a turnover in the Mississippi State game, and they didn't connect, but it's absolutely the right idea. Get the sudden change if you get a turnover or a big punt return or a big kick return from Devon A. Chain, and on first down, use play action, really, really, really solidify the protection, keep the tight end in to protect, Keep the running back in to help protect after the play and use a two or maybe a three-man route down the field to try to generate a shot play to Evan Stewart or Chris Marshall. We've seen Yul Keith Brown catch the big play on the slot fade. We've seen them target Chris Marshall deep up the seam. But you have to do this with your mind on how do we protect the quarterback And what are we telling the quarterback to look for before he takes this shot? This game cannot be Haynes King running around trying to throw YOLO balls down the field to these wide receivers in tight coverage on third downs. And it will not move the football at all if that's the game plan from Jimbo Fisher and this offensive staff. You absolutely have to, have to, have to, have to. Use play action, slow the pass rush down, use max protection, give Haynes a deep pocket, and let him make the big throw down the field. Take advantage of what you believe to be a pretty good group of dynamic receivers, put a lot of assets into protection, and try to create one or two deep shots down the field. And even if you don't hit it in the first quarter when you try it, come back to it again in the second quarter and try it on second and three. And if you don't hit it on second and three in in the second quarter, come back after halftime and in your first 15 plays coming out of halftime, have another shot play. You have to take three, four, five of these shots throughout this game or Alabama is just going to suffer. They're going to boa constrictor you on defense. They're too good. They're too fast. And if you don't stretch the defense vertically by taking some shots, you're going to lose that space in the middle of the field like I talked about earlier. You're going to lose that ability to create those running lanes that I talked about because Alabama is going to have no fear of you throwing the ball over the top. And if they don't have to defend 40 or 50 yards down the field, and all they have to do is defend from the line of scrimmage to 20 yards, you will not move the ball against this team. And as I mentioned before, you have to move the ball. You have to score points against Alabama, or you will get run out of that stadium by the end of the first quarter because Alabama is going to score. Guys, thanks so much for joining me as we turn our attention towards the Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm your host, Joey Ikes. You can join me or find me on Twitter at Joey Ikes. Find the show on Twitter at Locked on Aggies. 
follow us on YouTube, Locked On Aggies there as well. And please subscribe to the channel over there. Give us the give us the subscription. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Hit the notification bell. Share the videos. Help us grow this channel. AM football team has been a little bit disappointing so far this season. Maybe a lot disappointing so far this season. But we've got a long season left to play. There's still a lot of football to go. Follow us over there. Join us for the video if you're listening to us on audio. If you're listening to us on video, subscribe there or subscribe on YouTube right there. Hit the little notification bell. Hit the subscription button. And also check us out on the audio side on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, all the places wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available there as well. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. Guys, I appreciate it so much. Now that you've made Locked On Aggies your first listen of the day, go check out Locked On SEC, where host Chris Gordy is bringing you all the news around the SEC in 30 minutes or less every single day. Follow that show, Locked On SEC. Thanks so much again, guys. We will see you tomorrow.